0: Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh Patricia, my lovely Patricia
1: you could make
0: all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Oh,
1: Patricia, my darling, Patricia
0: I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day, you're much fairer than Aaron's blue sky. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia,
1: you could
0: make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia no fooling, I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just droolin', Patricia, no fooling, I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love, I'm falling in love.
2: It is Tuesday night, January the 9th, year 2018. Dave Kane, Eat Your Heart Out. That's the best theme song in America. Stick go to Patricia. <laughs> 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 mm. Hello, Patricia.
3: Hello, Walden. Hi, everybody. It is not Saturday night. You're not um, having to run to the calendar. It really is Tuesday. We really are live, <laughs> and we really are taking calls tonight. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Hi, Walden.
2: Hello, Patricia.
3: How are you?
4: We're
2: fine. We had the rain the last two days. Very, very interesting liquid sunshine have fell upon the earth here in California.
3: Yeah. Is how unusual is that for this time of the year?
2: Mm, traditionally, pretty it's pretty normal uh, to really? have. Yeah. January mm. traditionally is our rainy season. But you couldn't tell it the last two years. It's been a screwy weather season here in California.
3: <laughs> we had a little bit of rain today, which is unusual. Wintertime is our super dry season. And it's uh, it's always a pleasure to see rain out there. It wasn't very much, but at least it got the parking lot wet, mm. so the parking lot won't go on fire. Mmm. Mmm. Mm.
2: Mmm. Well, th- today's a big day coming this Saturday. It's Patricia's shopping day, so we're still... <laughs> Well, they'll take a request as you have some items to put on Patricia's with. No guarantee you'll make the final cut because Patricia has the final say, you know, of 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 the budget. So mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to be creative.
3: I think so far the only thing I didn't add to my list or have on my list are the paper cups that you requested. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've got some pretty good-sized cups, so, okay, so I plan to make chocolate milk.
2: Okay, so we... We can take the paper cups off the list for now. Yes, mm-hmm. and I guess well, I think you, that's it. <laughs> and and you could go with either paper towels or paper napkin. You could do either or. You don't yeah. need both. You know. Yeah, well,
3: yeah. I, I didn't put the napkins down you there. Know, you know. I'll
2: I'll tough it out with paper towels. See, she I figured if you having company over, here, you know, you and your roommate are uh. going to have company over there in the big in the big living room quarters. I figured. Yeah. Paper napkins would be nice, but...
3: Uh, oh, yeah. Classy, you
2: know.
3: All <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, classy. <laughs> and culture. And culture, too. Oh. Oh.
2: We've been interesting. Uh, We've been working on some projects. This Friday, yeah. Um, I'm going to interview the people who run the Gone with the Wind Museum.
3: Wow. What a super-duper deal. Yeah,
2: that's in Georgia. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're going to talk to them. I was rereading Margaret Mitchell's biography last night, mm. and she only wrote one book in her lifetime, so I think that's a pretty good book they have credit in her, yes. in her name, you know, yeah. Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. And she was killed by a hit-and-run driver.
3: <gasps> I did not know that. Yeah,
2: yeah. The hit-and-run oh. driver rem- uh, stayed... Uh, Spent eleven months in jail, and lived another forty-five more years, and died in nineteen ninety-four. So she was. He did. Yeah, yeah, she was forty-eight when she was killed. Oh gosh. And oh gosh,
3: I did not know that. I, I don't didn't know either. why I didn't know it, but I guess there are some things that we just have no, to miss a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but no, she
2: she died five days after the car hit. But uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, it was interesting. If we reading her bio, figuring I need to be prepared when we talk about Gone with the Wind. This yeah. Friday.
3: Oh, that, that'll be nice. Oh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a
2: damn. That's right.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's right. Good stuff. Know. Good stuff. You know? Well, one thing I wanted to say before I get tangled up with something else, because if I do, I'll never get back to this. Um, you may have mentioned it in April, but I did not know that Erin Moran had died or didn't remember that she had died. She was Joni on Happy Days. And she died April twenty second in two thousand seventeen, and um, you know she she really had a tough life. It it was even while she was acting and getting into acting, she had an extraordinarily difficult life, and um, so she she made the best of it and did the best she could. But
2: yeah, so. well, who's left for the show? I guess I guess mom and dad are gone now, right? Um, from the show. You know, the one that played. I, I think. Um, Richie Cunningham, folks, the one, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: Then, well, Richie, of course, is. But the, the one who played Marion's mother, I can't think of her name right. right now. She's still with us. Okay. And I'm, I'm positive Don, uh, Tom Bosley has died. Yeah,
2: Tom is gone. I know that for yeah. sure. Um, yeah,
3: but uh, I'm pretty sure Marion, I should look up her name, shouldn't I? That's yeah.
2: Sometime. Good. If she's around, maybe we should chase her down, you know, have
3: her on oh, the show. <laughs> My list is getting longer and longer. My chase list—it's <laughs> falling over onto different pages, you
2: know. <laughs> Look, I keep—I keep you busy. I sent an—I send an email to Cynthia Meyer. you know, we're about ready, great. ready to have her back on when she's ready. So
3: yeah, so, oh, that'll be really great yeah. to talk about the advertising. Super and, duper. You know, so Marion Ross.
2: Marion Ross, yeah. Yeah. Put her on your list. Maybe we need to track her, track her down.
3: I think. I think we need to track her down, let's see. She is, um, notable. Doesn't have a birthday down here. They usually have a birthday, Mm -hmm. but...
2: Maybe she she doesn't have one.
3: (laughs) Maybe she's one. (laughs) Oh, here, in 1928. Woo! Yeah. Whoa.
2: So So she's going to, she'll be 90 this year. She'll be 90 Uh this
3: year. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed.
2: Okay, so <laughs> I know you. I, I I know you didn't watch a lot of TV when you were a little kid, because you were preoccupied with other things in life, like
3: behaving myself.
2: Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and besides that,
2: yes. Yes, and, and generally cartoons were holding you out on Saturdays at your house. You know, normal. That's correct. That is correct.
3: So, what did you like to no, watch? no. Hmm? What w- did I like to, to watch? watch. All the cartoons, of course. Okay. Of course, I um, will have to think about that for a while. We didn't. Uh, nobody had uh, <laughs> the numbers of stations we have today. Good grief! No. You
1: could
3: in, you could while an entire evening just changing channels if you've got full packages of you know, cable television and mm-hmm. stuff like that there. Mm-hmm. You could spend an entire evening just changing channels before you even found something you wanted to watch and by then it would be too late you have to go to bed.
2: Well so. what I noticed the more channels you have the more likely that you get sure and keep flipping until you find something. You get flipped mm-hmm. flip Exactly. Flip. You're hoping there's something better out there, I guess.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes indeed. Well I have a challenging question for you.
2: 714 545 2071. If you like to bail me out, you're welcome to do that. If not, I'm on my own. Go ahead, Patricia.
3: Okay, I'm going to read to you four names. And you have to tell me which one has been uh, in film and TV, both of them together, the most. Okay. James Bond. We got James Bond. Mm-hmm. Ebenezer Scrooge. Hamlet. Sherlock
2: Holmes. Now, is it TV and film together, or is it separate? Together. Together. Yes,
3: together. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you add TV and film together, it'll be Sherlock Holmes. It is. I guessed James Bond. Shame on me. Well, see, I think James Bond, if it was just only movies. Yeah. You know?
3: Well, guess? uh take a shot at how many times he has appeared on the screen in film and television.
2: At least like their own series, like or, or, you know, like what do we see him on the um oh like Jerry Britt, uh you know on Tellery the seri- Queen or yeah. something like that.
3: No. Um he, he we never t- had a series.
2: So are we talking about cumulative hours? Are we talking about number of episodes no, num- or number of the series?
3: Number of times he was yes, either um, radio or television. How many times did he appear? And when I say appear, it was either a movie or a show, uh, not not including radio.
2: Okay, so for example, let's just break down Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We if we look at the Nigel Bruce and Battle Rathbone. They had all those films together at Universal. Ah. Uh huh. And so we're looking at, I think, at least nine films together. Um, and then, are we talking about American TV? I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about American. We're not talking about the Brits, too. Um,
3: I don't know if any of these. Well, yes, they were, weren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm guessing because of the way it's. It's worded here that it would be British, and they had a series, mm-hmm. and and a very good one, and American television series, right. and American movies, and British movies. Okay. They,
2: yeah. S- so I would say show Holmes home at least 22 times. How
3: about 254?
2: Uh, there must be a number of episodes then. That's, that's, that's probably what we're looking at to get the... They get that kind of numbers. That, that's that amazing. That
3: knocked my socks off. Um, let's see. A world record for most portrayed literary human character in film and TV. Since its creation in 1887, it has been played by over 75 actors.
2: Ooh, it'd be funny to look at the list and, and rank them, who, who yeah. we think the best ones are. Yeah.
3: With that, um, oh my goodness, look at this. With with that number of actors who tried to take Sherlock Holmes away mm-hmm. from, <laughs> from um, Basil Rathbone, okay, let's see. They've got some sa- some examples of the or samples of the actors who portrayed him. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee, don't know him. Charlton Heston. Oh yeah. Peter o- Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Christopher Plummer. Roger Moore. Wow. And Robert
2: Downey Jr. Yeah, because Robert Downey would have been a recent American yeah. film. Um, yeah. Do they have Sir God Gielgud or Sir Ralph Richardson on that list? No. Okay. Um.
3: And th- this was, of course, out of seventy-five. What did What did I read? Five.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I'm assuming. Did they? Did they do? They did, did. They do any films? They did the radio version, that's why I wasn't too sure yeah. if if they yeah. ever crossed over. No.
3: No. Apparently not. Why,
2: why, my dear? Yes. Why? Yes. Why, that, why? Why is that property so enduring? What makes that thing that generations have fallen in love to watch that thing year after year? I mean, the the management, the literary management, done just a terrific job to keeping the property alive. I think. Mm-hmm. But I I agree. But it's also
3: the premier detective series. There, there has never been anything better. So I'm not at all surprised that it was the most popular of the four that I named for you, but 254 times. Now, uh, PBS, Masterpiece Theater, did an entire series, and I'll have to look up his name. Gee whiz. Jeremy? Jeremy.
2: Um, yeah, Jeremy Butt, I think it is.
3: That's it. That's it. Thank you. At yeah. least I got the first half, and it was a superb series. He did a wonderful portrayal, and I don't know how many episodes that was.
2: Oh, my dad he for y- my dad for many many evenings would watch the, the the replay of it on on cable. It was just a superb series. It was
3: I never thought about replays. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So surely that would have counted in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Jeremy Brett was was at least on par with. Oh my God, I'm I'm going to have a hard time saying this. Basil Rathbone. <laughs> he was at least on par with Bar- Basil Rathbone.
2: So you you th- you don't think people did better job than Basil? Interesting. I don't think so. I don't think so.
3: It would be like putting. Or try it. It's Steve Martin. They put Steve Martin as a replacement for, um, who's the goofy guy I love so much? Peter Sellers. Yeah. For Peter Sellers in the uh, Clouseau, Inspector Clouseau series. Right. And they put him in a movie that was an absolute bomb. The writing was terrible, so I mean, (laughs) he didn't have a chance, but the acting was even worse. And so, uh, you know, there's some people you just can't reinvent, and Jeremy Brett managed to
2: do it. But what, about Wat- what about Watson? What do you think is the best portrayal of Watson?
3: I think Nigel Bruce.
2: You like the Nigel Bruce? With, oh,
3: yeah. Without question. Because I, I'm not,
2: yeah. There's a lot of people who say, oh, that's not the real, tr- true Dr. Watson They say you go by the books.
3: Yeah, kind of bumbling. I know. Yeah. And they, occasionally they would overdo it in the radio shows. You know the bumbling part. <laughs> I boop, mean, boop, boop. he really wasn't a stupid man. He was a doctor, for heaven's sakes. Um, somewhere in my notes, I have his middle name. Do you remember what his middle name is?
2: Mm-mm, no, really I don't. Strange,
3: very strange name.
2: He very, strange. you know, you remember where he was born? Mm, I should. Give me a minute. Was it Mexico? Yes. Very good, Patricia. Oh, right.
3: All right, all oh, the brain is working. The you know, working. it was
2: interesting. Yeah. We had a uh, Glen Hall Taylor with the director for a while, and mm-hmm. um, he said you of sure wonder about Nigel Bruce because sometimes uh, we I did all these years with him on Mutual on radio, and mm-hmm. we did and we did an audition, and the announcer said, this is the Mutual Broadcasting System," and after the after the pilot. Nigel Water c- came to me. What What is the mutual broadcasting system? He didn't know, even though he had been on it for several years.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that didn't win any points, did
2: it?
3: But that was oh well. He, was he, Nigel. He was winning points. Yeah, you know, in the in the character, he was winning the points.
2: So I guess he w- it went by Willie. I think that was one of his nicknames. They they went yes, for Nigel Bruce. Indeed,
3: it was. It was. And I and guess, where they got it
2: from, I don't know. I don't know. And I guess during the uh, height of the war, mm-hmm. when they were doing the films, they were doing the film six Days a Week shooting, and the and off day were coming over to do the radio show.
3: Mm, I remember you told us
2: that.
3: Yeah. It's just remarkable that the stamina that they had. And in uh, Basil Rathalong's. Situation, he absolutely needed the money. He would do anything, which is probably how he got locked into (laughs) Fatima. Tales of Fatima? Well, you think
2: Um, that that was definitely a step up from Sherlock Holmes.
3: (laughs) 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 That was embarrassing even to listen to. I mean, it really is. I've got two shows. I think that's all that survived for those two shows. And both of them. Are fighting for mm. an H rating. Well,
2: considering. Consider far
3: down the under F that I can
2: get. <laughs> considering they were like the first thing that you ever put, you ever wrote about, or what one of the first two shows ever. Is it? In it, the Offer Show series, yeah. You made wow, it, it, goes it. back that far. Maybe oh I yeah. should do it again. Might as well. Yeah. It, it's, it's time, or Lyra, it's time Lyra for.
3: I can dig it out.
2: It's time for you to have a new new listening ear. Maybe you can improve the rating system on it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do that. I'm hoping that by the end of the month, I will have several for the both of you to record. Perfect. And as long as it's yeah, as long as it's quiet up here, that'll that'll be fine. Is there an element of clarity on the phone here?
2: Yeah, we're good. We're good it's here.
3: Enough? Uh-huh. It's enough. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, that will be good. Uh, let's see. Sherlock's appearances. Sherlock beat Hamlet.
2: I I never seen Hamlet.
3: Neither did I. You know, I didn't even read that one. I read some of either. Them, but I didn't read no. that one.
2: I if, what was the first Williams Shakespeare play that you ever read? You remember? Mm, probably *Taming of the Shrew* mm. or
3: *Comedy of Errors*. I'm not. I'm not sure which one.
2: Mine, mine was the uh, *Julius Caesar*. That was the first one I, I've ever ah, oh. ever read.
3: Your highbrow
2: on me. Well, that's what I was assigned in my class, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I saw the Comedy of Errors when I was in high school. There's Uh a place in Connecticut, Stratford on the Avon, which, of course, is what we hear about in England. But it's it's devoted to Shakespeare's work. And I saw Comedy of Errors, and it was so well performed. Mm. It, It just had us in stitches, it was just great. It really was a comedy. They were identical identical twins who, I guess they married identical twins. So when either one of them showed up in front of anyone, (laughs) it (laughs) didn't matter which woman, she, of course, thought she was talking to her husband. And it just, as one went off the stage, the other one would be coming on having just missed his brother. Oh, wow. So it, it was really quite well done, quite well done. Oh, wow. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. That was a fun. 714-545-2071. Get over the shock of hearing us on a <laughs> Tuesday night
2: and give us a call. We will not be here tomorrow because I have a Spruvac board meeting. And Patricia needs the extra time to get ready for shopping on Saturday. and then. <laughs> <laughs> rest my body <laughs> this is true and then we're well, assuming Mike will be back running the show Thursday night so if Bill is still under the weather this week that's the game yeah. plan now Patricia and I'll be together Saturday night as, as normal on the 13th of January I know you're so used to dialing that phone on Saturday it does work on Tuesday I, I can mm-hmm. I can guarantee that that's, yeah this is
3: kind of surprising we usually and Bob in Wisconsin where in heaven's name have you been
2: I'd, maybe the weather is so cold. Uh, I I recorded Martin Grammy Graham today. Today, he said they had f- ice, you know, frost, you know, not sweet, mm. sweet all over in Pennsylvania. Mm. I, I, maybe mm. the weather is so bad that people just don't want to move, I guess. Get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 want
3: to get up. And Bob has said, oh, gosh, what does he have, a feather bed? Does that uh-huh. sound right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's what it is, what he has, so... Wisconsin, give us a call and let us know how you're doing up there. Yeah. So I have, I have another question for mm-hmm. you. On January 6, 1941, before Japan even rolled over and said, scratch my tummy, mm-hmm. um, FDR spoke to Congress. And listed out four freedoms that everybody should have, do you know what they are?
2: Oh, it's famous freedom of speech that um mm-hmm. Norman Rockwell made the paintings of uh freedom of speech right freedom of relation right freedom of the press mm, that wasn't on there no freedom to doing well wow wow well then if freedom of the press is not there then I would say freedom of assembly would not be there too that's correct
3: correct that it's not here
2: yeah I don't know I think I got the two obvious ones I don't know what else mm-hmm. would have made the list the other two were freedom from want yes meaning you know gotta yep. have food guys yep.
3: and freedom from fear yes so those those were really hot subjects, and uh, you know we they were we were embroiled in mm-hmm. in uh, what would become the World War. So, wow. Okay, you want another one? Of course. Oh, we got goodies here. We got goodies here.
2: Let's see.
3: Valley Forge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What time was it, um, and I'm talking years and perhaps months? I can, I can ask you for months. Mm-hmm. How many months did the Valley Forge challenges
2: hang well, around? Well, it was throughout the winter of 17... 77, 1777. And I think across the Delaware in, in January. So I think they were there for three months in the winter of Valley Forge.
3: According to what I've got, and an <clears throat> excuse me, I doubt it was weather that they were struggling for with for the last couple of months, but it, December 19th, 1777, to June 19th,
2: 1778. Wow. That just
3: knocked my socks wow. off. Wow, wow. I did not know that, and I do have i pretty my close.
2: that I mm-hmm. hmm? yeah, I was pretty close a little bit off, but yeah, no, I think water, water was an issue for them for a while oh, he wasn't, it, it was know. in the
3: in the winter time, but I didn't realize that the struggles carried through June it must have been the hunger and um perhaps and, clothing, and, 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 they, they
2: well and also they were, they also wasn't getting paid that's right. That's right. Can you imagine? Is, do, do you yeah.
3: know if they lost any soldiers to desertion because yeah. of the? They did.
2: Well, do you I know think, how think I think was? well remember. I think the famous. if you ever maybe you want to pull it out? sometime, there's a the famous, uh, Robert Sherwood play called Valley Valley Forge, and that's what mm-hmm. it talks about: desertion of the men leaving, but they eventually stuck it out. That was sort yeah. of the gift of Washington. Have people stuck with Washington, even as, even though they won't get even getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the there must have been a, a, a great percentage that finally left. Um, yeah,
3: and it, the question then becomes, where could they go from Valley Forge? They were only 18 miles from Philadelphia, but
2: well, if they I'm, deserted, yeah. they
3: weren't likely to bail out to Philadelphia.
2: Oh, I them went back home to work their farms because the families, they needed them to, home to work on the farms.
3: Yeah. I wonder how they traveled and managed to get anywhere oh, in know. that
2: brutal it, weather. It, it was all barefoot, and sometimes it, it was barefoot. It was all on foot in those days. Uh, 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 and. I'm getting shivers just thinking well, about and, and it. Well, and even think of the the um the British were. Wining and dining in Philadelphia. Here are mm-hmm. the Americans in Valley Forge freezing their tails off, and the generals and brits are all warm in Philadelphia. Yeah.
3: So what, what did, I'm asking a, a what-if question, and I know it's opinion or whatever. When... A deserter showed up in Philadelphia, assuming some of them did, because yeah. that would have been the, ne- the nearest place for them to get some relief. How would they have been, what kind of reception would they get in Philadelphia? Well, remember,
2: even throughout the American Revolution, over 40% of the U.S. population were for, the, for, the, for the, 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 the crowd. So there was, it was not, It, it was, there was still strong support to, Support the king in England, yeah. and so I think you you just had to know, if you were to desert, wh- who who was friend or foe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is a hard thing to do. Correct. Correct. But, very hard. But but you know, pretty obvious. And so, like, you know, Benjamin Franklin's son was hot, mm-hmm. was for the for the crown. Um. So you know, there were probably very some outspoken people. Yeah, who who you yeah. knew, which sides, and and that's probably why espionage and all those things were so important during them because you were trying to get information from both mm-hmm. sides, but with, you know, yeah. without being too obvious.
3: Yeah, I w- that was when I read the biographies of Benjamin Franklin and watched it. There was a really wonderful documentary about him. And it must have been on, on uh, PBS. That he had such an estrangement with his son, and the yeah. two of them were so vehemently opposed to each other, that really took me by surprise.
2: Yeah, and his son was governor of New Jersey or something.
3: Yeah, he he was governor, but I can't remember where. Wouldn't have been Pennsylvania. That was William no. Penn. No. Yeah.
2: Um, but it was like New Jersey or yeah. somewhere in the Northeast, yeah. somewhere like that.
3: Yeah. And very, very
2: pro- british,
3: really surprising how, I mean, how, they had a, hmm?
2: how would you have felt about if you were living at that time, how would you mm-hmm. think you would handle things
3: <laughs> you mean the whole Megillah, or <laughs> just with Benjamin Franklin the whole
2: McGilla the whole
3: oh, gee, the whole Magilla. the war yeah You're talking about the the war itself yeah. yeah. I don't think I could best George Washington in his leadership, and of course, um, the, France, the French, the French, uh, provided extra backbone for us. Without the French, we would have lost. We would have lost without, without question. Um, when it comes to Valley Forge, I don't know what their other options were.
2: Well, but I'm getting for the whole six years from 1775 to 1781. Yeah. Would you have been would you would you have been for the patriots, or would you have been neutral?
3: You know that's that's really interesting. I mean, today it's patriots without a question, of course. But the only kind of life they knew was under British rule, right. And experience goes a long way, and I think that's probably what happened with Benjamin Franklin's son, and of course, Benjamin had the liberty. Of traveling back and forth, and he was ambassador mm-hmm. to France, and had relationships that his son never had, so that he had a broader perspective on this. But holy cats, I just really don't know. I hope I would go with the Patriots mm-hmm. and understand the the value and the need for freedoms. But again, you know,
2: that's true.
3: I would have grown up under under British rule.
2: Hello, you're on with Patricia. Hello, YouTube.
5: Hello, Sawelle.
3: Hello, Celeste. How are you?
5: I'm okay. It's kind of cold down here.
1: Uh oh. How cold is it?
5: Oh, not not bad. It's just Texas cold. I think it's in the 40s. That's cold. That's My... chilly. That's pretty <laughs> chilly. No, that's nothing. That's nothing. It's just that I don't like cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I want to tell you something interesting about Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. Oh, please what do. did he say was his favorite job in the government of all the things he did? what what did he like to do best
3: besides inventing oh and this is in the government in the government yes
5: uh-huh wow he was appointed as the envoy to france by wow. uh george washington right
3: is that what he enjoyed the most i can believe it because he had all the women over there
5: well, that. that's exactly. Sure. It. They used yeah, to have he, cartoons of him sitting in one of those huge tubs. Now he wasn't—he didn't get stuck in the tub like the other <laughs> to go there and they, you know, soap him down and shampoo him, and you know, yes. Oh, boy. oh, he had and to pick one over room. him. Yeah, they loved him right up into his eighties. Two, two suits. So every time he got out of the tub, he'd get in one, and they'd start on cleaning the other one. And he just loved uh, appearing at French, mm-hmm. you know, as our envoy, as our ambassador. Oh yes. oh,
3: yes. He had a great time, and with the French leaders as well.
5: He had a, a he great was influence. And in off. the meantime, which was really mm-hmm. clever, was... The part that, the Ameri- that other people didn't know that was going on. See, he was soliciting French support for the right. last go-around so America could be in... Into-
3: finances as
5: well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had to have money, too. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Truly, without-,
5: without France, we would have been... On the French.
2: I-, I think Benjamin is the only one who has signature on all four major U.S. documents. If you, if you go look at the uh, the Declaration of Independence, yeah, the Constitution, right. the Bill Constitution. the Bill of Rights, and I've forgotten what the, the the fourth one. Did he sign the Federalist papers? He he must have, but it was something like that. It was three like three or four. Yeah. He's the only one who have signed them signed them all. Uh-huh. Well, he had
3: his nose and everything, didn't yeah. he? I
5: mean, that's a very disrespectful
3: I way to know, put it.
2: He, he really was involved.
5: He first in was in kite, the electricity. <laughs> yes. On the, yes. On the, didn't he have a big key on his kite there and the yeah. electricity hit it? That's, that's <laughs> the way they
3: depict it. I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, cartoonish type stuff. Um, I just never really read that, uh, really. I never read that that was the actual
1: situation that <laughs>
5: Practical. I do think I I, I think I, that's the way. Now, as you say, I, what I must have heard is probably legend. We'll we'll need to go look that up and see. And look, I'll put it on my look
3: it up. Oh. Look, look, what else <laughs> okay. he,
2: he gave he gave the U.S. public, the uh, American public, the library system. That was his idea. That and, is true. The and, post, office. post office, yeah. Yeah. In and, 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 yeah,
5: and fire, and fire right
2: department. There in his hometown of Philadelphia. Right, and fire department. The fire department was his
3: idea, too. And he and one other person came together and uh, created which college? One in Pennsylvania. In
2: uh,
1: yeah. then, <laughs>
3: the University of Pennsylvania. My guess is I can't remember. My, but it was, g- it's a popular name.
2: My guess is University of Penn, but I don't know. I, I don't know which one. Uh, yeah, in Pennsylvania. But he he was the one who started the college system in the country.
5: Yeah. And
3: bifocals? True. Yes.
5: Oh my goodness. Yes. I think of all those things those thick bifocals when they have those paintings of him and everything. Yeah. Do they mm-hmm.
2: still, do they still publish the, uh, Paul Richard almanac? Yes. Yeah, that, that that's another of his very title. very
5: true. He was just so resourceful. Tell me something. Did did he have children? Did his wife die when she was young, or
3: because he never, he he never had a wife? They were common law, and he had a son and a daughter with her in in this country. Heaven knows how many he fathered over.
2: In and, and, and his son became governor, I think, of New Jersey. Oh. And, and his son his his son, wound up in prison. Because his son was supporting the british he his son was a loyalist, and Benjamin was on up, and they just did not see eye to eye for many many years. Wow, you know um, uh, yeah i I don't know why the son was put in jail, probably because who knows well, that's that's another story Patricia's going to have to look up for us you know for for a second. <laughs> He didn't get along Uh, with you. Could you contact
3: me sometime around October?
5: (laughs) (laughs) No, now, Patricia, what you can do is write all this down for Walden and make us remember, we're your very best friends and nobody else likes you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be painful to remember, but I'll try. Do your research and
5: send one copy to me and one to Walden. <laughs>
3: I can do that. Now, here, here, is, here is my doofus stuff. We got talking about electricity and other stuff. Yeah. What was the original Benjamin Franklin I was supposed to look up? Oh, how many, how many papers he signed?
2: Yes, how many papers?
3: Okay. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Now, there's still, a, okay. There's, a, there's still a Benjamin Franklin Foundation. I don't know. I, I'm not too sure how it got established. Probably, mm-hmm. probably the inventions have set, up, set it up. It's still in yeah. vogue today. And and I know at least one of his homes is still available for people to tour uh-huh. in Philadelphia. Yeah.
5: Now, and, I took the boys. They had a second tour of the Liberty Bell when my two sons were, oh, I think about six and eight. Something. Wow. And I took them to see the, the cracked Liberty Bell and the original, the very first original uh, Declaration of Independence. Wow. Did you know that there were six copies that were drafted? I, I, didn't, know. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't until we were It meant here was maybe it was one of the first six. I don't know. They said one of the first. But anyway, my daddy's thrill as a little boy growing up in Fort Worth, Texas,
1: mm-hmm.
5: was when he was little and the Liberty Bell came to Fort Worth drawn by horse carriage, you know? Mm-hmm. And my yeah. grandfather lifted my daddy up on his shoulders so he could see it. And as he got older, he'd tell us time and time again, and my brother and I'd say, we know, Daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
3: well, That was a high point. I misspoke. It's 13 copies because one went to each of the colonies for signature. They had to uh, sign off on it.
2: And not everybody signed it right away. Like New York was yeah, one of they, the last ones. They did. Yeah.
3: They did. And when we were looking this up, I wanted to know who delivered the news to uh, King George. Mm-hmm. And nobody did. It was printed, the, the action, the Declaration of Independence by the American colonies, was printed up in an Irish newspaper. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> delivered the newspaper to King George, and that's how he found out they had declared independence. Oh, my
5: I would. And I would this, not have wanted to be at that dinner table. Somebody from Ireland, that's a double smack, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
5: Yes, the English hated the Irish, and they hated us too. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So.
3: Well, our history is so rich. I I just can't believe that I had teachers who, you know, stuck to facts. Seventeen seventy six. <laughs> you know, and and it it could have been. So so lively and so wonderful to learn about our country's history, and it wasn't. And now that I'm with all of you, I'm just getting so excited about everything that I learn about our country. It's
2: just wonderful. So it really tells you the moral of the story. If you're going to teach history, or you know somebody's to teach, teach it through personalities. Cause I think that goes sticks mm-hmm. with people.
5: I do too.
2: You know, I, do too. I
5: think that's perfect. Yes, yes, I do. Yes. Well, it, it seems as though they just try to make history so uh, just drudgery, you know. Uh, exactly. Dates exactly. and times and places, mm-hmm. and it's all right Thanks. to say in the winter of seventeen seventy six this happened. You don't have to say at ten thirty in the morning on, you know. Yeah, I, I, agreed. I agreed. Agreed. I don't know why they do that. You yeah, know.
3: But the the details, like. What do we know about Valley Forge? Valley Forge was a place where George Washington and his troops stayed, and they froze in the wintertime. Yeah. Period. Yeah, and, and I mean, it was probably a little bit more elaborate than that, but not
2: much. Not much. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, and let's face it, our history books have changed so much that some yeah. big events maybe are given a half page nowadays, if that, in, in the history if books. That,
5: yeah. yeah. If that. Yeah. You not know. likely. Very, very true. Yeah. Well... We're an interesting country, mm-hmm. and we've had yes, interesting we leaders, and we should be thankful for all that to give us a good start. We didn't always do the right thing, but we kept trying. You know, yeah,
2: that, that's right. that would be a great, and I bet, I bet that, see, here's an idea. I wonder if there's a list. Say, did anybody ever put the, the most important 100 Americans of all time? that have the greatest so, impact. I wonder if there's even yeah. such a And that, That's something that Forbes would put out. Uh-huh. Because you've got to okay. think Benjamin Franklin would have to be in the top ten, maybe oh, top yes. five.
5: Gosh, yes. As far as being an interesting man, now I guess George Washington would say it was the bravest man because of Valley Forge and all that. But of the most talented and interesting man... I would think Benjamin Franklin would be right up there behind Washington. Yeah,
2: I'm probably mm-hmm. most likely you? ahead, in terms of personalities yep. and the impact. uh uh-huh. um, I didn't realize this until Patricia dug it up about a year or so ago, how quiet Thomas Jefferson was. He was <laughs> just a quiet person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, John Adams was more vocal.
2: Right.
5: Right. Oh, John Adams would pick up. John Adams at getting a fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know all those uh, letters that his wife sent to him when he was in Washington. At the end, she would always shush him and tell him, "Watch your decorum and try to hold your temper."
3: Good see, a, behind every man is a every successful man is a woman. Yeah, well, that's true. That you know,
5: was I'm
2: not. I'm not sure that's true. but... I don't yeah, need it. It's just Yeah, good, doesn't well, it? <laughs> if you go back and look at how important Abigail Adams was, I mean, yeah. she spoke in foreign languages. She was very well educated. Yeah. And 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 her husband, John, had a lot of respect for her. She used to talk foreign affairs with her, get her mm-hmm. input, before he ever made a decision. You know, he yes. he wanted Abigail's thoughts on things.
5: Yes, he did. But, you know, and I guess back in her day, they must have considered her a women's lib kind of person, Most wouldn't likely. you think? Most likely. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think that's what her, per- her reputation sounds kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was really out for women's rights, as they would be for that time, I'm sure, you know. Mm -hmm. And I bet you if she had died, I bet you if she'd lived to be a a suffragette, she would have been right in the front row. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I I agree. I agree. You know who doesn't get any attention in the suffrage movement is Elizabeth Stanton, who was a constant companion with Susan B. Anthony, Mm. went all over the world with her and was friends with... um, The wilson's woodrow wilson
2: and edith yeah
3: yeah yeah and um she she was just a remarkable lady i read her her own notes it was not a biography of sorts it was more an accounting of the movement and who was involved in the movement uh, and then did a little bit of research more than that and susan b anthony gobbled up or was given all of the credit, and when it should at least have been a 50-50 with Elizabeth Stanton.
5: Elizabeth Stanton, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the other one. Uh, There was another famous one to share that with. uh, Let's see, Katie Stanton. uh, Elizabeth, I mean, uh, who, who did you say?
1: Elizabeth, Elizabeth
5: B. Stanton. Anthony, sorry, Susan B. Anthony, and then uh, Katie Stanton, and there was another one. I can't think of. there was
2: a, know? a, there a was woman that ran a newspaper in washington d c, and I'm trying to think huh. uh, her name is, uh, but she' also been a, a newspaper woman who's really never given too much credit for Yeah, for that time. Yeah. I I remember one of the last conversation I had with, with my great grandmother, in person, was in the back in the late eighties, and she would tell me that she voted in the first election that women had the right to vote. Wow! In nineteen twenty, and it was just fun to have her yeah. and, and have it was just fun for her to reminisce.
6: She yeah, said, and I,
2: for you to have that kind of a connection to history. Mm-hmm. And th- she said, I listened to your grandfather, but I didn't vote with your grandfather. <laughs> 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 yeah,
5: good for her. Good That's right. <laughs> Er, there's nothing like a woman banging you on the head to make you do right, is there? <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> make you and make you do right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was maybe it was the newspaper publisher. Do you remember her name, Walden? Oh, I'm
2: I'm drawing a blank on it. And I have to go think there about four, it.
5: Four or five women there that were really the. Mm-hmm. Never give up. They were the nucleus of that.
2: Well, we probably should look up one at night just about the women's movement of that period mm-hmm. who were the moving shakers. There probably a, uh-huh. a, a, a few that were probably are not recognized today. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think the reason why we're so familiar with Susan B. Anthony, with the younger generation because of the coin. You know, remember when the coin came out in 1980, but yeah, there were other things probably that should... Uh, help recognize yeah. other people.
5: Yeah, I have a Susan B. Anthony gold coin that my husband gave me years and years ago. And,
2: you know, too, it's too bad. I remember how small those things were? It, I, I it they, they were, they were huh. barely, barely
3: bigger than a quarter, and I can't tell you the numbers of times I have been rolling quarters and tried to stuff one of them in. <laughs> and,
2: and I, see, you remember, in the early 70s, I remember the silver dollar was much bigger.
1: Mm. Oh, and
3: heavier. I don't think yes. we have silver dollars anymore. Yeah, they're not be... minting silver dollars. No, I don't anymore. think they are. half dollars with JFK on them. But um, I'm not even sure they're minting them. They might just still be in circulation.
5: Yeah, yeah, that might just be. I well, don't know if they're even doing 50 cents. something so interesting, too. Women have played a, a lot of support, or they've started issues that have been real helpful to the country. The one I think about that I've heard lately is the fact that during Prohibition, so many poor people were drawn into it because they could make fast money by making illegal Mm -hmm. whiskey and all that, you know, and then they Mm -hmm. would deliver it and they'd get shot and so forth and so on. And there was a woman and I swore I wouldn't forget her name, and of course I have, but she was a a real debutante leader in the New York area, and she was part of the Roosevelt's friendship and all that. And she said, you know, we have our parties, we drink our liquor, we get whatever we want, and if our servants leave here, they get arrested.
1: Mm.
5: And she said, that's why we need to, to get over this, you know, Prohibition.
2: What was it last year? Did not we take somebody off one or currency and put? Was it? Yeah, what, was took, it? Yeah, we took Jackson off and put Harriet Tubman on. Yes. Yeah, and she goes back to the um, underground. Underground system. railroad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: She was. Well, then you know, I'm. I wondered when we were talking about her about several months ago that. The, and and su- supposed that she was not the underground railroad that she had people working with her, and from what I have read, I went out and I dug around, and I'm, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned this before, that I could not find anything other than her work that kept the under, that started the underground and kept it going.
2: Interesting. Wow. You you would think what? there have been others. Uh, you would think they've gotten recognized yeah. for that.
3: Yeah. And there had to have been people who were, you know, come on, hurry up and get get down here type thing. She mm-hmm. couldn't have done that. But she led, I don't know how many, there, there was a final count of how many slaves she led to freedom. And it was just remarkable. And she had been severely injured when she was doing slave work in the fields. Her master, I'll use that term because mm-hmm. that's what they used. Yeah. Um, her master was not happy with her and hit her in the head with an axe. Oh, and, you know, just sliced, sliced right through. And she did have some brain damage. She had epileptic seizures as a result. Yeah. And, oh, you know, some. Goodness. I guess I, I, I seem to remember that she had um, hallucinations at times and still was able to do this kind of work. It, it's just, I can't believe that we just never knew as mm. much about her as we should.
5: That's very, very true. Uh, You can just imagine those roots that they had all out, and she had people that would be it. She would send them a letter or whatever, and they'd be ready when she got there with the slaves, and they would give them food and water and a coat or clothes or whatever they needed to keep going. She had Mm -hmm. land all the way up to to where they'd be free.
2: Can you imagine the organization skills at that time to pull something like that off?
3: And, and to be able to pull it off without particular incident. I remember reading that she had someone uh, someone in the tunnel to freedom. Mm-hmm. It really was an underground. Yeah. And, he had a, yeah. and he had a pistol. And she said, put it down. Get rid of it. Nobody is armed down here because if you pull a pistol, we're all dead. Yeah. And I mean, she was adamant about these things, and mm. he did. He, he surrendered his weapon. She said, You either put it down or you go back.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, well, guys, I will not take up any more of your time, but it's been so much fun. It has. To you about, it has. Been. You don't talk about very much.
3: And I've got a whole list now that <laughs> to <laughs> add to my look up list. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Franklin and. Stuff like that
2: there. Harry Truff Yep. The, yeah, and the underground. Yep. Oh. The
3: okay, Philadelph. So thank you for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.
2: Take Bye-bye. care.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Good night. 714-545-2071. We do water different topics yes, we here. Do.
3: Yeah. Well at least we're in old time something. We are. It might not be radio. Okay, I have a question for you. Tell me about Club 15 with Bob Crosby and Dick Hayden.
2: Well, it was put together after the war, mm-hmm. and it was sponsored by Campbell Soup. And really? And Bill Sharbert was the uh, commercial spokesperson, and mm-hmm. this was on Friday Nights Week, and he loved to say the famous phrase, mmm, good. Good. And a lot of times, the Andrews sisters sang the jingles in the commercials. Really? Uh, so oh, my goodness. It, it, was, it was Jerry Gray and his orchestra. Jerry Gray with the arrangement for Glenn Miller. And uh-huh. then Bob Crosby was a singer. And the Kings were there. And it was a very popular show. It was heard in the early evenings, I would say. Uh, um. On your radio, it was live. a week. Fifteen minutes or thirty. Yep.
3: Fifteen minutes or thirty minutes. Fifteen. Fifteen minutes. Yep. Okay. You know, you don't know how long fifteen minutes goes until you're trying to fill it up. True. So they must have, they must have really had a good lineup. Did they have guests?
2: Oh yeah, they would have. Or else they would rotate people in and out. That they would have, they would have. Um, they would sing four songs, and sometimes uh-huh. it would be a male and a female vocalist or or mm-hmm. a group, or they would rotate several different acts in a week. So there was a lot of variety on that show. You know, it was, yeah. you had Club 15, and then you had the Chesterfield Supper Club were all sort of competition for that musical mm-hmm. time spot.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Very good. I Patricia. found
3: I found some stuff. About Citizen Kane. Yes. Did you know about? Because I'm ignorant on this. Did you know about the the horrible problems Wells had with this? Well, putting a it, lot of putting it out.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of issues. I think I think what's his name, new, pa- new paper publisher, Rand- really, Randolph? yeah.
3: First, yes, forbid his newspapers to run ads for Orson Welles' Citizen Kane. He was only 24 years old. I didn't realize that. And he had landed a contract, apparently a very lucrative contract, with RKO, which was struggling at the time. And he had a writer working with him, our friend, his friend. It wasn't a writer working with him, Herman Mankiewicz, who suggested basing a film on the life of William Randolph Hearst. And that didn't go over so big. (laughs) So... um, he, catched, he caught a, uh, apparently a preview screening of the film and just went berserk. So he sent out, after the screening, a um, publication to all of his publications not to uh, run advertisements. And apparently held a lot of sway with the movie houses because they only gave it cursory attention because they were forced to do that. So they only paid. Perhaps two or three they played it two or three times uh-huh. in the chain and then just abandoned it. It was nominated for nine Oscars, and only one was awarded and then it was for all the intents and purposes put up on the shelf until relatively recently when it when it started being shown. Wow, so I had no idea that it was uh, twenty five years um before it received uh on you know the kind of attention and accolades that it should have but Wow, I had no idea he'd had that amount of
2: trouble. Yeah, he had a lot of trouble, and they were, yeah. people didn't want to support it. So, so he had very limited running in the, in the, movie, in the movie houses. Yeah. It was just yeah. a struggle for him.
3: It was terrible. Louis B. Mayer, MGM Louis B. Mayer, mm-hmm. even offered to pay RKO $842,000 in cash if they would destroy the negative in all prints of Citizen Kane. That's amazing. I, I just can't imagine two movie studios going nose to nose in that kind of a battle. So that's my story about Citizen Kane for tonight. Just knocked my socks off. You want me to, get, you want me to my... call
2: you and we can get talk about it? Say what? Okay, okay, let well, me, let well, me, let well, me, cause we're on the air, let me just call you on the other line, we, we'll do it quickly. Okay, all right, hold on, we got a, a emergency sheet on the air, let me call Kim, and okay. they're having hurricane issues in Texas. Oh, so, oh hold on. my gosh. And let's, let's get, let's get it from Kim. And hold on, let's see. Hey, All, right. Walden. All right, Kim. You're live with Patricia and I. So give us the give we Patricia and I are out of loop. So give us what you're hearing. Give us what All
4: you right. know. I got a uh, a text from Mike Handy, who's down in Cozumel, about 10 after 10 our time, and he said that a um, earthquake hit Honduras. I think it's. I'm going back to look. A 7.8 earthquake just hit Honduras. And a four a four foot tsunami is to hit in the there in the area mike is in just before three a m our time Ooh. yeah
2: so he might not be getting he might not be getting out, out of mexico tomorrow
4: yeah hope, hopefully it'll be okay he says um uh I think it'll hit the other side other windy side of the island that' mm-hmm. and, ride and down I, I said again. If, is it populated over there? And he said, "Not much." And he's going to be riding it out with um, whoever he's it with and Christy in the second floor of his condo because there's not much you can do now. So no, no, no. You just, yeah, you just can't show
3: up at the airport and say, "Take me home."
1: No, no. So I yeah. T- oh,
3: wow, you know those puppies can increase in height as they pick up some. They really they, they they're I I can't remember exactly. How fast I read that these things go, the 100 miles an hour sticks in my head. I mean, it just comes ripping through.
2: And, and also, sometimes when they'll get the earthquake, they happen. it's not just one earthquake. They'll get another big one within a, yeah. another 12-hour yeah. period. Hello, miss. Yeah. yeah.
1: The
3: aftershocks,
6: yeah. Hey there, guys. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the aftershocks are more powerful than the original earthquake. Yeah, Bill. Hey, guys, this is Bill Bragg here. Oh, yeah, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I've got one thing that uh, that's going to make me sleep a little bit easier tonight, and that is this uh, uh, Mike has a car down there, and I know all about that car because I I drove it down there with him. Oh, well, I remember that. And so, uh, let me tell you if, if it gets bad, you know, they've got a car, and I'm sure it's full of gas Yeah. because that's what you do down there, and he's got a pocket full of uh, dollars. So he'll uh, he'll be all right. So even if uh, God forbid uh, there's bad weather up where his condo is, you know yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be in that he and christie gonna be in that car. Yeah. I'm assuming that there
3: are high areas uh, that they can go to higher ground.
6: Am I correct on that, Bill? Oh yes, uh, and 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 I I think it's probably you're safer the more inward you go right. away from the coast. Correct, right? just yes. a big island kind of. Yeah. So uh, if you can get in the middle, and it's a, it's a big place too. We uh, we we went on a drive one day, and golly, we uh, we were gone from nine o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night, and we still didn't see all of it. Yeah. And so it's a, it's well, that's good big to know. Area. That's good. The, the
3: high the highland um, where they can go to a higher elevation is comforting to know about. And Mike is of course smart
1: enough to do that for goodness sakes.
3: So, um,
6: well, I'm happy for that. Just really uh, relieved when I remembered about the car because we had so mm-hmm. many happy times taking it down there. Sure, and yeah. it's a perfect place. And you can guarantee it's down there. I know right where, where he parks it, and it's right at the bottom of the steps, and about mm-hmm. steps out, and uh, it's all covered nicely. And uh, it's a nice place to sit to wait out a storm mm-hmm. if it comes to that.
4: Hurricane or, it's it's a a Tsunami,
6: whatever, which is
2: the water coming at you, right? Yeah. Well, okay. hopefully, hopefully, um, if Mike needs to get in a car, she should do it sooner than later. Because at least he got at least a five-hour jump on it before the tsunami uh-huh. strikes. So I would think. But if he's gonna light it out, he he probably knows it best. But uh, he, you know, it's it's gonna be a challenging yeah. next twelve hours for him. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So if we hear
4: anything else we'll keep you guys posted. Okay, Kim.
2: Great. And most likely I would think if we're gonna be flying out tomorrow. It'll be too of a, too much of a mess. So we'll, we'll so we'll we'll keep everybody posted as we know.
4: Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: Thank you, Kim. I really appreciate the update.
4: Uh, you're welcome. Kim Kim the reporter.
2: <laughs> Kim <laughs>
3: Wally Baloo. Yeah, really. <laughs> we have our own Wally Baloo. Yeah.
2: All right, Kim, I'll let you two get back. uh, Take care of yourself. Oh, thank you. We're trying. (laughs) All right. Good night. And there's Bill and Kim.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: 25 minutes to go to hit the live show. Patricia and I are holding down the fort. While Mike is going to be having more important things to do the next few hours. And thank to Kim Bill giving us a quick update. Uh, Honduras. I, I haven't looked to see how far Honduras is from where Mike is at. But it's probably a bit of ways.
3: <laughs> you know how how good we are on geography. Yeah, it's true. It's embarrassing for me. <laughs> Somebody said, <laughs> like, where is Chicago? <laughs> <Jeez> <laughs> whiz. I know that. That one I know. Uh. Anyhow. Is Dan out there with a weather report, please, for Indiana?
2: 714 545 I, I do not know how mm-hmm. to
3: formulate into a question. Okay. So, <laughs> 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 so what is the answer?
2: <laughs> well, okay, you want to give me half the information and then, like, um, stop?
3: Yeah, Bob Gibson. In the October nineteen sixty eight St. Louis Cardinals game against the Detroit Tigers, what did Bob Gibson do?
2: Well, he he was pitching in the World Series and he won three games. He won the the seventh game of the World Series, so he won all three games. And he and he's from Nebraska. And Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. I
3: did not know that. Oh my gosh. I would have put a few stars on this one then.
2: Yeah, he's from Nebraska. He had a nineteen sixty eight one point one two ERA and stuff like that there.
3: Wow. Okay. They actually wound up losing the Cardinals lost that World Series. He got the three games. Uh, However, he struck out seventeen Detroit Tigers in the first game. Wow. Which is really interesting. I can't. (laughs) We got. (laughs) We have ambient sounds tonight. That's okay. Um, He he broke at the time Sandy Koufax's record, but he ended up with pitching three strikeouts in an unprecedented thirty-five batters.
2: How about that?
3: Let's see. He pitched three oh three games and struck out. And I wasn't even reading my own sentence here. (laughs) He pitched three games, and during those three games. 35 he he, batters
2: he struck out, thir- out he struck out 35 batters yeah he struck them out
3: so yeah. he I almost averaged even a matter of uh, you know a pop fly or anything like that he actually struck them out
2: he almost struck out 12 a game
3: wow okay did you like that a I loved fly? it
2: I love it like it's, it's not it's, it's nice that I you mean, rec- it's you
3: nice- liked that I, that I knew what a pop fly was
2: yes and I got and yeah. I and I'm glad you recognize people from Nebraska you're very you're very good <laughs> <laughs>
3: I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. First <laughs> New Year's. We don't need that. Um. Oh. Skiing for help. Well,
2: you know what? I am just about finished. righty. I will let you go, and then that way okay. I'll play a 15-minute radio show and take it back to the automation system. And then Excellent. and then I'll talk to you probably Saturday Patricia. Saturday,
3: unless well, Thursday. Now, be now
2: who who knows if they're gonna need us yeah, help? now
1: with Mike, yeah.
2: If they're gonna need us help, maybe Patricia, and I'll do it Thursday. We'll just play it by ear yeah. from that point on. Yeah, and All maybe right.
3: Saturday I'll be able to talk about old time radio instead of just old time.
2: Well, hey, we made it through the <laughs> show.
3: We did good. We educated the world. You right? Bet.
2: All right, my dear. Have fun. Okay. Take it. All righty. Good night, Walter. Good Good night, night, everybody.
3: All right.
7: Jaws Professional Christmas Shows Folders Christmas A Aldrich Family A Amos and Andy Enter Items Amos and Andy 122441 Amos and Andy 421224 Christmas Show Amos and Andy 122441 Amos Amos and F2 Ed 40 24 12 Escape Amos and Amos and Andy 122441 Unloading can. okay, enter Amos and M-P- Okay,
2: let's say our first. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful time of the year. boys. all the opportunities we have. Thank you, Lord, for the things we do. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hey, I want to mention something before. A lot of churches get involved and with Habitat for Humanities, and so I'm looking for a good project. Habitat Humanity be a good place to reach out and maybe build a home for a homeless. I know Church I attend, uh, put together one a week from the Saturday here at the Presbyterian Church in Costa Mesa. So you might want to look around, and if you're looking for a community service, Habitat man is a good one. So here is Amos and Andy.
8: Campbell Soup bring you Amos and Andy. received many Christmas greetings. Both boys are extremely happy and are looking forward to Christmas Day. As the scene opens now, we find Amos in the front room of his flat. Andy has just entered, carrying a few packages. A small lighted Christmas tree sits on a table in one corner. In the back room, Amos's baby boy is asleep in his crib, and his little daughter is preparing for bed. Ruby and her mother have just gone out for a short while.
9: There? Well, come in there, son. You look like Santa Claus there with all that stuff. Yeah, how is your
6: boy? How Fine, is
9: your? very good.
10: Yeah, same to you, dog. going that tree looks good. Yeah, don't it look pretty? Yeah, wait a minute. Let me lay these packages down here on the sofa.
9: Oh, you making the rounds, ain't you, son?
10: Yeah, making the rounds, spreading good cheer. Yes, sir. Oh, boy, that is a pretty tree, too. Yeah. Got a lot of lights on there, boy.
9: Yeah, we saved some of them from last year, and then we got another new string this year and added on to it.
10: Oh, that's good. Yeah.
9: Well, we just decorated that tonight. Mm -hmm. Ruby and uh, Mama is going out to take a few things to some poor people that they know here in town. They'll be gone about an hour. Yeah, well,
10: I'll leave these packages here. Leave these? All of them? Oh, sure. Here's one for Ruby. Here's one for Mama. Oh, see. There's one for you right there. Oh, thank you. And there's a little rattle in here for your baby. Oh, gee, where well, is
9: look at here?
10: And here's a package for your oldest child, your little girl.
9: Oh, well, uh, I certainly have Santa Claus is year, Andy. Thank you so much. Well, that's all right. I see
10: a lot of stuff over at my place from your house.
9: Yeah, well, just like I told you, Andy, it ain't much, but we want you to know that we love you and we're thinking about you. You know that.
10: Oh, well, Amos, I feel better this Christmas than I ever
9: felt.
10: Yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, when you open up your packages?
9: Well, uh, the kids get up early, and, well, we all get up and start early Christmas morning. And, and by the way, don't forget that you promised me this morning that you'd be here for Christmas dinner with
10: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that show is nice of you, all right, because the other Christmas dinners didn't work out so good.
9: Oh, it didn't, huh? Uh -huh. Well, we want you here, so now we're going to count on that.
10: Oh, yeah. Well, that's swell. You're old. Well, I got to get going, son. I got to drop in on two or three people. To say hello to them.
9: Yeah, well, I hate to have you brush off, Andy. Don't you want to sit down a little while?
10: No, no. I'll get going, son. Just want to come by here and kind of wish you a Merry Christmas tomorrow.
9: Uh-huh. Well, you know I wish you one, son.
10: Yeah, by the way, uh, you don't want to go with me now, do you? Stopping on some friends or
9: something? Oh, no, and I can't. Uh, I'm, and going I'm going on back now and see that the baby is covered up in the crib and say goodnight to Alvidella. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to know all about Christmas. She can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's great, son. Well, Merry Christmas again. Well, thanks to you, and thank you for the packages, Andy. You're welcome, members You're welcome. So long. Sir. So long, son. The royal and crown. Well, honey, you was in bed, ain't you? Daddy,
1: can I turn on the little radio for a before I go to
9: sleep? Well, uh, just for a minute or two, I'll snap it on for you. Say, uh, we let it warm up a few seconds. We don't want to wake up baby, you know.
1: Oh, music never wakes him up, Daddy.
9: Yeah, well, now, let me speak in your covers a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You just said your Oh,
1: well, Mama heard my prayers before she went out, Daddy.
9: Oh, that's good, yeah. Glad of that. The Taylor chorus continues with the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, well, now, you get under covers, honey.
1: Daddy, could you get some
9: Christmas music on the radio? Why, darling, this is the very best Christmas music you could get. This is the Lord's Prayer.
1: I've been saying the Lord's Prayer with Mama. She's been teaching it to me. Yeah, I know she is. What does the Lord's Prayer mean, Daddy?
9: Well, it means an awful lot. And with the world like it is today, darling, it seems to have a bigger meaning than ever before.
1: Well, what does the Lord's Prayer mean?
9: The Lord's Prayer... Well, darling, I'll try to explain it to you. Oh, really, Daddy? Yeah, now you lay down and listen. The first line of the Lord's Prayer is this. Our Father, which art in heaven, that means Father of all that is good, where no wrong can dwell. Now the next line is, hallowed be thy name. That means, darling, that we should love and respect all that is good. Oh! Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That means, darling, as we clean our hearts of all hate and selfishness and fill our hearts with love, the good, the true, and the beautiful, then this earth will be exactly like heaven.
1: Oh! That would
9: be wonderful, Daddy. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. Now that means to feed our hearts and minds with kindness, love, and courage, which will make us strong for our daily tasks. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
9: And then it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You remember the golden rule? Oh, yes, sir. Well, that means that we must keep the golden rule and do unto others as we would want them to do unto us. And then it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That means, my darling, to ask God to help us do and see and think right, so that we will neither be led or tempted by anything that is bad. Mm-hmm. And then it says, For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. That means, darling, that for all the world and everything that's in it belongs to God's kingdom. Everything. Mommy, your daddy, your little brother, your grandma, you, and everybody. And as we know that, and act as if we know it, my darling, that is the real spirit of Christmas.
1: Oh, that's good, Daddy.
9: Well, darling, I guess I ought to turn off the radio and let you go to sleep.
1: Good night, Daddy.
9: Good night, my sweetheart. Daddy. Yes.
1: Will you leave the radio on while I go to sleep?
9: All right, I'll leave it on for a couple of minutes and I'll come back and turn it off and you listen to the Christmas music.
8: is Christmas, the day of all days when old friendships and family ties are renewed and strengthened? This year, more than ever, the real fundamental things in our life stand out from the trivial and inconsequential. The Christmas service at church has more meaning. The old words, freedom, equality, tolerance character, take on new values, and most of all, we realize the importance in our lives of the people we like most. Some of us, just as some of you, are fortunate to have our families with us this Christmas. Some of us, just as some of you, have folks in army camps, on ships, or on foreign shores, But this Christmas, there is a greater appreciation of family ties, of friends, than in the past 24 years. We think of you as friends of ours. And as such, Amos and Andy and I, and the makers of Campbell's Soup, wish you with special warmth and meaning a Merry Christmas. in person will return to you tomorrow at this same hour this is bill hay speaking for campbell soup bidding you all good night and inviting you to stay tuned in for lanny ross who follows immediately on this station and we'll talk to you later
2: this week everybody here on yesterday usa merry christmas
7: JAWS Professional 1, Amos and Andy 1 Alt-Tab, Amos and, and Alt-Tab Sound 1 star Escape, 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 Enter 1.2.763
0: seconds
7: Windows M, Desk, Enter Menu, File, ma- A, Leaving menus, Sound 1 star Save as dialogue, File name, Sound 1, Edit T U E S D A Y N I G H T st- S E C O N D P C One Nine One Eight W I T eight P A T R I C I A G U E S T K I M A N D B I L L Save Save Button Enter Edit Professional Skype Status Online Select a ch- Alt Page Down Menu Alt Tab Leaving Menu Alt Tab Skype Trademark Alt Tab Sound Forge Pro 11